for the 12th time. That's right, 12 weeks straight. We didn't miss a beat. 12 episodes later, Trash Takes is back. I'm your host, it's Coach, it's the real Mr. 83. I'm here with my co-host, Al Hill, sensation underscore Al, but there's an X where the O should be. Um, yeah, it's been crazy. We have not missed a beat. 12 weeks have gone by. We have not missed a single opportunity to put an episode out because, like I said, as I say every week, we've got millions and millions, thousands and thousands watching, millions and millions listening, just tuning in week by week to hear our trash takes. Um... And uh, we may have a few more this time around because there's some confusing stuff. I mean, we're in the heart of the uh, baseball season as we're, it's going to be a continued theme for the next 87,000 weeks of our lives. Um, but it, it's been a pretty good time. I don't think either one of us are, are complaining in our current uh, states with our teams. Mets and Yankees kind of killing it. Um, yeah. But, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a little weird. We're going to tap into it. Uh, it's not just straight cut and dry of our teams are great. Everybody else is trash. So we're, we're going to get into that a little bit. We're obviously going to get into cash or trash that I actually want you to start off with. I know you have some crazy good ones this week. Uh, of course. Um, always. <laughs> um, and as always, I want to also chime in, sprinkle in there for my lovable, loyal New York Knicks fans. We are just living large right now. No we kidding. rattled off a great one against the Spurs. We're finishing off the season now. And we're still in, you know, it, the, the uh, how do they say it? We control our own destiny where we could finish in the fourth seed. We got to kind of win out, took care of one of the big teams. And I'm just loving what, I see, what I'm seeing. R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle. Uh, it's just, it's a shame I probably won't ever afford a ticket in my lifetime, um, especially when they're really good uh, to go in like during playoffs. But that has to be an electric atmosphere, and I can't wait. But with that... I'm going to pass it over to you. Say what you got to say and see if you can lead us off with... Uh... Hell yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, yeah, you're right, Knicks. Uh, just, I mean, there's another do a catch track here, but, uh, you know, there's always... Uh, there, there's been the thing with the Knicks where, you know, free agents won't go there because they've been, you know, garbage, right? So now, you think that this is, like, this is it? Like, you know, Julius Randle was was the the move, and now you know they have a winning season. You think like I don't I, I have quite honestly no clue who's a free agent next year. But you think like all of a sudden now players are starting to think like ah yeah you know they're playing winning basketball. We get to bring you know the Mecca back to we're coming back to New York. Now you think these guys start to sign contracts here, or you think you think this is it? Is this the turnaround? Ow. That is the funniest thing that you actually asked me is I was going to ask you this exact same question. I just decided like not to. I was like, yeah, you know what? Let me not get into it. Not dive into the little basketball thing. It's fine. Whatever. I was literally going to ask you verbatim, pretty much almost to the word, the exact same question saying, hey, we know the notorious bullshit with the Knicks, right? Mm -hmm. Every year we think so-and-so is coming or we or people should be coming to the Mecca, to the big New York market. They're free agents. They're staring us right in the face. And Dolan can't get it done. And whoever's the GM at the time, the front office can't get it done. They go elsewhere. Oh, nobody wants to play for the Knicks. I was going to kick right over to you and say, hey, listen, does this playoff run, especially doing it pretty much with just Julius Randle, some vets that didn't have success, you know, too much success elsewhere, and a young, young core with a new head coach, does that not scream, you know, kind of uh, – a new era for the Knicks, and tell free agents around the league, hey, that's a desirable place, especially the way Fibs is running things. That's a desirable place to play. This ain't yeah. the same old Knicks. That's, yeah, that's what it seems like to me. And, I mean, I, I don't even – I haven't watched that many Knicks games. Um, I'm sure I'll watch, watch I'll, I'll watch the playoff series, of course. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like it's it's finally that time. I mean, we, uh, the Knicks, you know, they had the Mellow era, and even then, they couldn't get people to come. But it, it yeah. just it feels different this time. Uh, it, it just fe- it, it feels like it's they're building it the right way. It, it, it's you know, it just feels it feels right, and it feels like this yeah. is the time we're gonna add. You know. Maybe like a, a a Steph Curry or a Clay Thompson hits free agency, oh, and that's man. you know that's one of the guys that comes and you know becomes the hero of the Knicks, takes us to the promised land. Listen, there's a lot of names out there, <laughs> like potential futures. But it, it all depends on opt outs and all that stuff because everyone's got these weird you know stuff in their contract, and then it depends on trades because the Knicks have a, a lot of picks in the future. They have talent that's on the roster, young talent that maybe they're okay to move on with, you know, and some other team will pick up on it that might be resetting. There's a bunch of different ways they can get people on the team, and the potential names out there in the near future or future in general is Kawhi Leonard, if he doesn't stay in L.A., Jimmy Butler, um, Bradley Beal out of Washington. In my opinion, I think Russell Westbrook has to become part of the conversation again and have all the haters just please shut up. The dude is Mr. Triple-Double in every sense of the word. And I I never want to hear a foul thing said about the man ever again. If you do, you're just someone who follows narratives and doesn't watch a game of basketball. And it's very simple. It's just telling on yourself. That's all it is. You just rat yourself out. That's fine. Um, The bottom line is that there is a short list or list in general of people, players we could get. And the great thing about the way the Knicks are set up Yes, Julius Randle is a star in my eyes. He became a star this year. But there is still room for a top dog to come in. And I think with Carmelo Anthony back in the day, it isn't back in the day now, Al. It's almost 10 years ago. Um, Back in the day, there wasn't room for another big dog. You know, maybe a co-star or... Uh, help for him, which we didn't get. Yeah, yeah, it was the Maurice Tomari, no, nobody else. Yeah, yeah, there was no room for the big elite dog to come in, especially with Melo and stuff like that. There is room for that on this team, which makes it even more appealing. So, such exciting stuff, dude. Ah, my goodness, I, I just can't. It's feelings I really forgot even exist. I really, as, as far as the Knicks go, so it's really fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, I, like, like you said, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but I will always, I mean, I'll, I'll hold it. I'm, you know, born and raised in New York. I'm a Knicks fan, uh, through the good and the bad. I, you know, I'm not gonna take the bad as personally, because, like I said, I'm not, I'm not as big a basketball fan. But even I, from the, as an outsider who doesn't watch as much basketball, who hasn't watched as much basketball, I can feel the difference with this team. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's that's how you know you can, I like. As little as as I pay attention to the basketball, I can tell that this is like a different version of the Knicks, and it feels good. Yeah, listen, <laughs> uh, but that I send this to so many people, and I think you and I have agreed on this in the past. But no matter where our fandoms are, you know, I'm I'm a way bigger Met fan than anything than Giants and it's Knicks and all stuff. You're a big, huge uh, Jet fan, Yankee fan, the whole yep. night. Right? Well, you and I can both agree. If you had to pick one championship to bring to New York, that not that we would be the most happy about, but that would literally heal the hearts of all new yorkers and elevate manhattan and long island and upstate new york to like yeah. a higher existence it would be the new york knicks and oh, that's yeah. just pure example. yep you know oh yeah no I'm, I'm i'm sure you're like you're the same way like i personally the jets win a super bowl would be i'm you know i'm calling out of work for a week and a half like yeah i'm using all my pto yeah. i like I'm, I'm partying for a week straight like that kind of thing i won't i'll be the tears the whole nine yeah. Yeah. Then, like, yeah, and for New York, the Knicks championship is going to mean the most uh, for everybody. Yeah, no matter who you are. Yeah, uh, let's get into uh, a little cash and trash here. Ready? 
Dude, get us started. Uh, real, I'm ready. Real, sir, let's try, uh, try and run them down pretty quick. Uh, so, yeah, Cash or Trash, first one, because I'm seeing a whole lot of this. Uh, the Bucks will repeat this year as Super Bowl champions. Cash or Trash? <clears throat> trash. I'm going Trash. I, I personally believe they... All right, let me not say that. Uh, they had certainly the talent to pull off what they pulled off, but mm -hmm. there were so many circumstances, as it's always has been in Tom Brady's career, that led to their, I guess, dominance, or I should just say their run. I never felt like they dominated anybody mm -hmm. um, until the Kansas City, you know, lost all everybody on the offensive line. So I'm going to say trash. I don't have them as the team to do it. I don't care what they've done. I think they'll have the Super Bowl hangover, actually. Uh, so trash. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I think it's trash as well, especially. Um, so obviously they retained everybody. They they won the Super Bowl last year, so they're the champions. They're a very good team, very talented. Uh, I just, I mean, any it's you know it's football. Any given Sunday, whoever shows up is going to win that game. Uh, and I think it's really difficult to repeat for the performance they had last year. There were a lot of veterans playing towards the end of their prime that played really well last season. I can't imagine they play as well this season, like you know, as a yeah. whole. Uh, and the, even a slight degradation of some of those players could have resulted in a loss last year. Uh, apparently, Tom Brady had a knee surgery in the offseason recently. Yeah, I didn't know that either until today. I didn't know that. Uh, that was kind of serious. I'm sure it's like, you know, they'll tell you, oh, it's arthroscopic. But they said it was like a pretty major, like, arthroscopic, you know, knee cleanup thing. Dude, so he's, he's like not 50. touching the feet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at some point, he's got to go downhill. No. Uh, hopefully I, I can't say those words anymore. Um, That's but, fair. Yeah, the guy's like 65. What, what I will say is, is honestly, their path in the regular season that might actually be easier. I think the division, the division's easier for them this year. Well, I the mean, Saints. New Orleans, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, but other than that, no, I don't see them being the big bad dogs in the playoffs. Yeah, the I think. State. I mean, there's a lot of team. There, they weren't far and away the best team last year. And you know, there's a lot of teams. Uh, I mean, like I said, any given Sunday, the Chiefs could come out, put up 65 on the scoreboard. And no, that, that, that's exactly what I expect. Yeah. I think the Chiefs went around like, oh wait, our offensive line was an issue in the Super Bowl. Watch this, yep. <laughs> and they just they eliminated any doubt in that department uh, yeah. real quick in free agency. So I got them. Yeah. I got them. Uh, so number two, Otani will win the MVP this year. Cash or trash? I got cash. I I'm not even Dude. saying, you know, again, it's percentage. I'm not saying uh, it's guaranteed because we're talking about the MVP and mm -hmm. down in October and but we're if, in May. You know, your your favorite right now. But that's my guy right now because yeah. if he keeps clicking on two sides of the ball of pitching and, and hitting the cover off the ball, we're not talking about some dudes, like I told you, batting 280, okay? He continues to do what he does. Yes, it's over. Cash, he's the MVP. No. Yeah, he's not, you know, hitting well for a pitcher, and he's just above the Mendoza. No. He guy's hitting 280. He's leading the league in home runs. Like, uh, he's yep. zooming it all. He's pitching to, like, a 1-9 or something. Guy's yeah. wild right now. Wild. Uh, so, that leads me to number three. Uh, Dodgers are in the World Series hangover. Cash or trash? They finally got over the hump. Kershaw got his ring. And now all of a sudden they're in third in the division. They're twenty and seventeen. Seems kind of lackluster. Giants are just doing whatever they're doing. It's an odd year, so I don't understand how it's happening. Shouldn't be. It's impossible. Even your Giants, right? Gotta Cash or trash? Dodgers are in the World Series hangover right now. Well, it's got to be trash out because they didn't actually win a real World Series. There you go. Doesn't he? It didn't there, actually there. count. 
Exactly. It's trash. They're in the Disneyland Mickey Mouse hangover. Okay. <laughs> We're in the Mickey Mouse. We're in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse hangover. Okay. They had a little too fun in Disneyland, and they haven't really recovered yet. It's starting to affect the hitting, the pitching. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. You can't have a hangover something that wasn't real. So, uh, it, so it, they're just having actual hangovers. There you go. Um, they, they, uh, they're in a tough stretch. Look, the Dodgers have the talent to get through any of like just the struggles we talked about with, with our teams. They have the talent to get out of any struggle. But right now, they look pretty bad. Um, they don't look as bad as our teams look when we are bad, if that makes sense. Um, but they're bad right now. They're bad. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, speaking of my team, mm. number four, the AL East will be the most competitive division all season. Cash or trash? Mm. I don't know if you're taking a look at any standings mm, right I now. I, I got it. I got it. I'm... Hmm. Let me go cash. And I'm going to say both of our divisions, the East in general, are going to be the most competitive in the big. And that's not a slight to, I guess, actually, it is a slight to, fuck the other divisions. Yeah. The other divisions <laughs> suck. All right. Um, the other divisions suck. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I think the East in general are going to be the most competitive. And maybe yours edges our out by a little bit. So I'll go cash on this one. But between Mets, Braves, and Philly doesn't have an excuse to be bad ever. And the Nationals are literally the real reigning World Series uh, uh, champions in 2019. That's our division with the ever-getting-better Marlins team, too, because they did well last year in the fake season. So that's going to be competitive. And the Yankees, yeah, look at the Blue Jays. The Boston is shocking everybody by having the, the best offense I've, right ever I've ever seen since the Mariners in 2000-whatever was one. And... Yeah. You have you guys and the race. It's crazy. just the bottom feeding Orioles that are, you know, the uh, piece of shits there. Uh, every yeah. every other team in the, the AL East is right there. I mean, it's uh, three games between the Red Sox and the fourth place Rays right now. Right. And, and let's not even just take the snapshot now. In general, between Boston, like, kind of proving, I think, the talent's there from an <clears throat> offensive standpoint, and we know what the Rays and the Yankees are going to be. And we know the moves the Blue Jays made. I think we're still having the same conversation in August and September. Yeah. You know, because of the, the back and forth. So, yeah, it's you're right. I think I'll it's going to be a really fun race. And right behind it is the NL East. I, 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 yeah, I pretty much agree with that. Every other division kind of has like one or two teams that are right at the top. You know, you look at the, the NL East, and right now the Braves are kind of struggling at 17 and 20. But that's a team that has so much talent there that you expect that they're going to turn it around. So there's going to be most likely at least three teams vying for that top spot. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a really fun, really fun division there. I guess the NL West, too, with uh, the Giants, the Padres, and the Dodgers. But, um, you know, fuck that. I, so. I, I don't like I said that. I think the Dodgers yeah, come back Do and run with it. Yeah, I think the Dodgers suck. You're right. They're... Uh... <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, no. Good. That's a good all one. All right, so I'm, I'm now five. I'm going to get straight into it because I'm a Garrett Cole fan. Oh, He's my man. He's leading the Yankees in ERA by a landslide. He's striking everybody out. He's doing all the things he was supposed to do to come to New York and be the ace. So let's, uh, let's look at the AL uh, ERA. Who's at the top? John Means is a cheater. Cash or trash? John means a cheater, so you you mean the pine tar. Whatever you, he's you doing. Mean, he's whatever cheating. He's, <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, uh, some people are trying to say they go to the cap. I'm going to say trash. He's not a cheater. 
some of these guys go through these years. Uh, revisit this in a few weeks. I'm going to start really diving into and watching every single movie. I saw somebody, somebody, I think it was my boss actually, that sent me a, a TikTok of some guy that reviews every John Means start. And every start, he's doing something where he like does something weird where he goes to his glove in a certain way, like oh, a certain part car. of the glove. That's yeah. straight up hard time. And now he started to try and hide it where he like actually actively twists away from the camera when he goes to the gloves yeah. so you can't yeah, see like it. Yeah, like he's not in the middle of a fucking field. <laughs> you know, like with every eye in the universe on him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just figures it, he blew it because he played the Mets and he's on a national he was on a national uh, viewership there. He thinks he gets away with it in Baltimore. And that's it. But if yeah. you play the Yankees or the Mets, the eye's <laughs> on you, buddy. Um, listen, he could be. Let me go trash right now, give him the benefit of the doubt. I like the stories where pitchers has become really good. Um, but the evidence might be uh, moving in your favor there. Yeah, no, I mean, quite honestly, I just brought it up because, you know, fuck the Orioles, basically. Um, but yeah. I feel like there's a lot of guys in the league that are using some kind of legal substance, and I don't really care. Like, I, I feel like they should probably loosen up the rules on that a little bit. I don't know how you feel about that personally. Like, you know, you want to use Pontar. As long as you're not doctoring oh. the ball, if you're just using it for grip and it's not, you know, I don't know. Dude, I'm there's no such it. thing as that. Let me, the let's thing just is, do a quick fucking look. everybody there's already no does it. So what does it matter? These guys are not using Pintar so that their fastball doesn't slip out of their hand and hurt somebody, okay? They don't give two shits about the guy standing in, in the box. They do the use the pine tar to get better grip, have better movement, better control, obviously. But also, when they you check their breaking ball and their spin rate skyrockets through Saturn, and they have the highest spin rate since the greatest curveball of all time, and they're like, "Well, you know, I want to use pine tar to keep everyone safe." And these batters too, which not many people say this, but there was a few in the past that would say, "Like, well, I'd rather them not hit me." Gone are the days of that because no batter is striking at 250 times a year because these breaking balls and the most absurd pitches they've ever seen is happy about this. Come on. It's stupid. Oh, it's for grip. Get out of the league. <laughs> okay? You can't grip a baseball. You've played in every type of weather your whole life. Get out. Yeah. That's fair. Right. Uh, I understand your side. Just, uh, right you know, part of it is I'm sure Gary Cole is probably also cheating. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to be okay. You know? yeah. The guy that was controlling 100 mile an hour fastballs, all of a sudden Houston's like, well, I had to do it so I could control my fat. Yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, all right. That, I mean, that's that's my five. What you got for me, man? Let's run it, well, I like let's run that it down. Good. That was good. Um, but I got some fun ones. Uh, I'm going to kick it to stuff you'll have some knowledge on because I'm going Yankees right off let's the bat. Go. I'll just give it to you straight then. Yankees make a deadline move for a pitcher over a position player. Cash or trash? Well, um, so I'm going I'm to go ahead and say cash. I don't think they break the bank for like a huge... They might not break the bank for a huge name. They have all the assets in the world to do so. And uh, they got a little guy named uh, Jason Dominguez uh, in the minor leagues who they're assuming is going to be fucking Mike Trout 2.0. I'm hearing about Jason Dominguez since the kid was fucking 14. Yeah. Uh, kid, kid just figured out how to hold a baseball bat, and they're like, "Fucking, we decide this guy." And I'm like, "Jesus Christ, I won't see this guy till I'm 40." Well, you know uh, he's actually 25. No, I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's 18. Yeah, he is. He Dude, is. it's like fucking goddamn. Like, 
Uh, yeah, so they definitely don't need a position player. Obviously, I mean, they, they got fucking, they got guys everywhere. I mean, they're, they're putting, they, they sent somebody down the other day. They called back uh, Miguel Andujar. Luke Voigt came back again. So they got guys all over the place, utility guys, guys that could be everyday starters at some point. Uh, I think at some point, quite honestly, uh, they're talking to, they're talking up Jason Dominguez, talking up Jason Dominguez this whole time. I think at some point they make a move and some team bites on like Clint Frazier and some pick in the future and sends us, you know, one of their one of their pitchers that they just can't be bothered to keep anymore because they're trash. Uh, Scherzer is the big target, apparently. You think uh, he's still on the Nats? Still on the Nats, ah. and he's going to get paid until like 2040. But hey, yeah, works. yeah, we'll see. Something like we'll that see. for like a package of like a young Clint Frazier and somebody and some other guys could work. Uh, and then you know, like Yankees got Jason Dominguez and eventually and some shit. I don't know. Can't uh, believe y'all are already letting Clint Frazier go. Ah, dude, I'm not about it. But every every other person is uh, all for just trashing his whole stock. Clint Frazier stock is just a, a plum- he's not hitting. plummeting. Not hitting. He is, yeah, he's not hitting. Uh, but that's um, that's definitely cash. If if they're gonna make a big splash in free agency uh, or in uh, at the deadline, it's gonna be a pitcher. There's no doubt. I agree. Even though their pitching has gotten a lot better recently. Speaking of uh, hitting or Clint not hitting, baseball's not hitting. Uh, offense around the league is actually being is a little weird right now. Yeah. Besides the fucking Red Sox. Besides the Red Sox. They're doing everything you've ever could ever ask for. But um just a just a weird one. There's no right answer here. Baseball will make a switch back to the contact hitters. Cash or trash. I think you know we've been we've been through the contact hitting era. There are guys that hit. There was a big power swing with the steroid era, but now it's all power. <clears throat> I don't. Um, so I don't think we. I'm. I'll say trash because we don't go back to, you know, it's just all about contact. That's all that matters. Um, but there's there's gonna come a time. Some team is gonna find the right recipe, whether it's you know, like a balance of like three. Like I I think I brought it up last the last episode where like maybe you go one two or contact hitters and like three is like an Aaron Judge and then four or five and you throw it as like a Giancarlo Stanton in the six hole or something. Like the classic, like the yep. classic old school. Yeah. Yep. And you add you know maybe you go like three really strong power hitters and like you know six more contact guys something like that. But there's got to be some kind of ratio in your lineup that makes it makes it significantly better. I, I don't think it's about you know having nine guys that are going to hit 300. Right. I mean, but because those home runs do make a huge difference. If you you know if you I, nine Derek Jeters might not win win a World Series, but you know six Derek Jeters and three Aaron Judges are, are you're going to do some damage, right? Or a Derek Jeter, <laughs> Robbins Cano, A Rod, a Mark Teixeira, Corn, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, if uh, but if you look at those guys, it fits the mold, right? I mean, Derek Derek Jeter and and Robinson Cano are super high contact guys, and A Rod and Tishera are more power guys, but they're also gonna hit to hit for a decent average. It, it it fit it fit that mold at the time, and, and they you know the the three man the playoff rotation uh, they won they won a chip, bro. Yeah, listen, if you're ever going to win, you always need a balance. I don't care what era we're in. Uh, so yeah. that totally makes sense. I think I think uh, at some point a lot of the teams find that right balance and they just, you know, keep filling the, keep filling the holes that when players leave with other players that, you know, ah, we lost a contact guy. I'm going to add another, you know, 
this guy that looks like he's, you know, uh, more of a you slap hitter or whatever. Yeah. You would think some teams overdo it and they're like, I'm going to replace him with a high strikeout, high power guy. That's you know? exactly but, what I'm saying, we'll, dude. We'll see where it goes. I really hope it does because I'm, I don't like the direction it's going. Uh, three. Kind of already answered this one, but we'll see. New York Mets will run away with the NL East this year. They're on now. Just give me, we're on a seven game win streak. We're in first. We've been in first for a little bit. So consider that in your neck in your answer. So we'll, uh, read it. Read it back on top. They'll run away with the <clears throat> NL East. See, this is rough because Philly is a damn good team, and I fully expect the Braves to to turn around. Then again, Acuna got hurt again the other day. I don't know if he's okay or not. Actually, um, that's a shame. <laughs> uh you know, let's. Let's let's go with cash. Um, I'm right. I'm here for it, dude. Um, I saw something today where people were talking about uh, the hitting coach. They fired Chili Davis. I saw something about, um, I think, Incarcerated Bob tweeted something. And uh, I'm pretty sure. Was it? Was that you? Did you retweet it, maybe? Oh, he blocked you. <laughs> yeah, he blocked. That's good. Uh, he tweeted something along the lines of, um, or he he like quote tweeted somebody that tweeted something on one of his replied to his one of his tweets, and it was about the firing of Chili Davis and uh, runners in scoring position with Chili Davis as a hitting coach. They were hitting like one sixty, and since he's been fired, they're hitting like three forty with runners in scoring position. Real they real they said something. They they asked him something like, uh, "Do you think this is because of Chili Davis?" I think he he, he replied something along of, uh, "I think it might have something to do with Chili Davis." But Chili Davis wasn't, you know, the reason they were hitting 170. He's like a victim of circumstance where it looks worse because they got hot as soon as he got fired also. So it's a mix. Obviously, it's a mix of the two. But uh, I think, you know, I think they, you know, I don't think they go on, you know, a seven-game win streak, you know, every other week or whatever. But, uh, you know, if they start winning, you know, three in a row, like I expect them to to, to really start to heat up here. Their hitting is looking way better than it was. And even if they level out, they're going to level out and be, you know, way more towards the positive side than they were towards, you know, where they were. I the agree. Season. That's why I think it was worth asking. They took a 2 nothing lead on your on your raise over there, too. Yeah, fuck um, them. What's it called? No, but I, I, I like the cash on that because I agree. Um, <clears throat> so this one, we got to have the means to do it. Product. The John we gotta, means. We got to throw a change up. A little too much baseball. The NFC East. Is the NFL, by the way. Uh, the yes. NFC is the Giants' division to lose this year. Cash or trash? Trash. Trash. No, he- no hesitation. You like how fast that one was? Wow. No hesitation. No hesitation. You saw. You heard how fast that was? That was the quickest that answer was I gave. Pretty quick. Uh, and, and I guess who would you replace them with in your answer? So this might be. My fantasy stocks talking here, mm, but I think it's the Cowboys division to lose. All right, that's uh, not outrageous. That offense was out of this world the first couple weeks with Dak. Guy fucking you know snapped his leg, gone forever. Uh, Alex Smith, and uh, they went way downhill real fast. But that that offense was, I mean, untouchable. Dak Prescott was throwing for 500 yards a game. 
for a while there. Yeah, um, and losing that two weeks after two weeks after his injury, he was still top five in passing yards. Like the guy was yeah. fucking torching everyone. Um, and I, I have you know very a very large CD Lamb stocks uh, this season. So you know, uh, I fully expect them to you know come back and have that offense clicking like that again. And that is fucking terrifying. Um, Washington, I don't see getting a. T- I mean, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick makes them better. I don't think he makes them a, a shit ton better. But um, those two teams are. I think it's probably Dallas's division to lose. Washington and the Giants right behind. Fuck Philadelphia is uh, is where I'm at mm. right now. It's funny you didn't, you didn't mention the other side of the football when talking about the Cowboys, who had a historically bad defense. But you're right. They look like a world beaters on offense with uh, Dak. We'll see if he comes back healthy. I just think the Giants did enough this free agency to go on top of that defense to make them the team. I, so I think I think they're probably a playoff team. I don't think it's their division yeah. to lose. Like I, I think okay. the Cowboys are, are should be slight favorites in the division they with are. With, they yeah, are. with the Giants and the Reds or the the football team slightly behind them. The team, yeah. That that's fair. Um, and then now back to baseball. I know I threw you off kilter just for one of them, but we're back to baseball. Yeah, you know. Giancarlo Stanton, not Aaron Judge, is the Yankees' best player. Consider everything. Cash or trash? Trash. Um, What's that? Trash. Trash. Yeah. He is, as far as I'm concerned, right at, at the very least right now, their best hitter and Aaron Judge, you know, wasn't uh, he had something towards the beginning of the season wasn't quite himself. He got two home runs tonight already. Uh, That's tonight. Let's not. Let's not. So, um, you know, uh, at some point, I feel like Aaron Judge will get hot and his numbers will look better. Joe Carlos Sand might cool off a little bit. His numbers look worse. It'll even out. They'll be generally the same hitter. Aaron Judge is an infinitely better defender. It's not remotely close. That is true. Like the, 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 I mean, Aaron. There's a reason Joe Carlos Stanton almost never plays a field. Yeah. Uh, and it's because we have him for his bat, not his defense. Aaron Judge is out in the field. He's gunning people out all over the place. He's got a fu- He's a you know fucking mutant throwing the ball from the fucking wall to wherever he wants on the field at any point. Uh, he's got great reach. It's it, he fucking. I don't know if he he doesn't look fast, but he's got pretty good range. I guess it's the way oh, he fucking strides or some shit. Yeah, I don't I don't know what, but he, the defense just makes up for it. I can't I can't give Stanton the the nod no, I, over I get it. Judge as the best it. player. I get it. He's one. Listen, I use that. The reason why I want to throw in the mix, and even if I'm inclined to agree with you, is Stanton led your team in home runs and RBIs in 2018, and his first year because Judge was hurt. Then in this past October, in the limited games he played, he was really good. And then in this little first stretch, even though their stats are similar, when Judge seemed absent or going through this crazy strikeout streak and all that stuff, Stan has been tearing the cover off the ball. And then as we as soon as we speak, now Stan's dealing with quad, quad tightness. Aaron Judge is back hitting the cover off the ball. And it's you guys are just weird. You're, you guys are weird. And um, it's just if strange. We, if everybody gets hot at the same time at any point, the Yankees are going to win like 17 in a row or some fucking nonsense. Yeah. That'll probably never happen. Well, I picked them for – that's why whenever we question <laughs> these things in the past, I said, no, listen, they have the talent on paper. should not be an issue. But that's all five for me. Those are good ones. Um, I think they segue pretty good uh, because the one thing we wanted to touch upon is 
we're really happy what's going on with our baseball teams. Yeah. Even currently right now. But I got to be honest with you. They're a little confusing, both of them. Maybe yours a little bit right now more confusing than mine, but mine just a week ago, even while we were holding on to first place, and I know it had to do with our division being bad, but we looked terrible. And I think we looked kind of mediocre in this seven-game stretch that we've had. Some clutch hits for sure, definitely. Some good pitching outings, absolutely. But overall, it did not look like a team that was rattling off a seven-game win streak. Yeah, no. And for um, you guys, same thing. Yeah, for the Mets, I, I, my boss told me today there's something, some nonsense like, uh, apparently you, uh, you guys called up some some guy and he's like, zero for two on the season with two walk off sa- uh, walk off yeah. sacrifices or some shit. Yeah, what a world! He hasn't what? hit a ball. He has not hit a ball. A total of 100 feet yet with all of his balls he put in play. He has not hit a total of 100 feet. And he has two walk offs. There you go. Yeah, it's no, I mean, thing. fuck. It, dude, listen, you're going to take the wins how you can get them. I guess if those are working, they're working. Fuck Every it. time. Whatever is working is working. Just keep it going. Obviously, the Mets could pitch. Never. That was never in question coming into the season. But now all of a sudden, they're starting to hit. And, uh, you know, they, they went on this little <laughs> yeah. bit of a streak, right? Yeah, but you know what the thing is? So I won't consider – this is so funny. So we broke it down last episode. Uh, we named it our, our episode after the whole situation with, with Jeff McNeil and Lindor, right? Ever since then, Lindor's been tearing the cover off the ball. It, like, sparked a fire in him. He's been hitting. and Or at least he's just been doing better. I shouldn't say he's tearing the cover off the ball because I know what Lindor can do. Uh, McNeil, shortly after that, bombing the ball over the place, hitting the ball over the place. And he was batting 117 before that incident. Then he got hurt, but he's back tonight. So they really started hitting, but I still don't consider Francisco Lindor in Francisco Lindor mode, right? Mm-hmm. I don't consider Pete Alonso in big, bad, basham power mode yet. I Conforto is, by the way, he's playing elite right field defense. Elite right field defense. I just want to throw that out there, which he's never had really. He's played mediocre. But from the bat side, even if he's starting to come around now, he's not even close to what Michael Conforto can be. And with all that considered, you consider Noah Syndergaard not being here, Cookie Carrasco not being here, Seth Lugo not being here, J.D. Davis hurt, and a couple other people like Yorme, but they're backup players. But all this stuff, and to be rattling off seven wins straight without a full-firing offense and certainly a damaged bullpen and uh, a rotation, that's where I'm confused. I'm saying we're not even out of this yet, this little darker area I consider it from gameplay. And we're rattling off wins, which is so encouraging because you're like, well, what does it look like when we're back? You know, like, that's great. And then I flip over and I'm like, wait a minute. I kind of see the same shit with the Yankees. The Yankees, besides these last two runs of the rotation, you're right. And I call it one and a half. Maybe Kluber had a couple starts in there, but it felt like it was Garrett Cole in the rotation and then everybody else. And that leaves four mediocre to bad days in that rotation. Not, not, you know, not more good than bad. You had more bad than good. And, I mean, bullpen-wise, I didn't feel – I mean, you would know better than me, but didn't feel too safe outside of Roldis Chapman, who looks like the best player nah, ever. Nah, they were gross. Don't – Oh, they were good. Okay, I was uh, making sure. Was making. In the, uh, this, so this is something – I mean, uh, this will tell you how good the, the rest of the bullpen was because, I, I mean, I, you very clearly didn't fully grasp how good the bullpen no. was. Um, the Yankees were number one in the league in ERA during that stretch where it was Garrett Cole and everybody else. That's how good their bullpen ERA was. Oh, that's great. The other day, Michael King gave up three runs, and that was the first runs of the season, or like two runs or something. Those are the first runs of the season that he gave up in 11 appearances, over 11 innings. 
It was yeah. him. It was him and Aroldis Chapman had zero ERAs. Aroldis Chapman still has a fucking zero ERA. Yeah. Chad Green had like Chad Green's throwing like a one point zero six or some shit. Like the, the there were like three or four guys in their bullpen that are fucking untouchable right now. It's it's That's wild. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it was you know a, a lot of it didn't matter because we weren't hitting and we were giving up six in uh, four innings. So. Well, it's not even just that. It's I mean the biggest thing for you know for the Mets, it's it, it was pitiful. It really was the offense. And I, listen, I'm not just ready to turn around and say we're back, you know. But it, it was really bad. It was historically bad. We had one game we left 17 runners on base in uh, scoring <laughs> position. Historically, <laughs> it's never happened before in the history of time. So for the Mets, I mean, so. So it, it still like has its ups and downs, but for the Yankees, they scream a team to me saying, "Oh, you don't hit, you don't win." Straight up. And right now, they're not a team that's tearing the cover off the ball. You're still struggling on the offensive side of the plate, and you're rattling off your wins. You're seven and three in your last ten, just like the Mets yep. are eight and two in their last ten, and you guys are still not hitting. And I didn't think that that's a formula. I know it's a ten game stretch, but I didn't think that's a formula that can lead to Yankee wins. I thought it's straight up: you win, you hit, or you lose. You know. But they're rattling off wins beyond my comprehension. A little yeah, bit, the last know? like ten or so games where they've gone on this stretch, where I mean, I'm looking at it now, they're seven and three in their last ten. Yeah, you're about um, to be eight and two. If you nine and snow. nine and three in their last twelve. It looks like. Um, so yeah, really, really good stretch from them. The last like two ish times through the rotations so of the last like ten games. Uh, they're, the rest of their pitchers started to come around. Domingo Herman obviously missed an entire season. He was unbelievable the year before that. Missed the whole season because of the dumb shit. He's an idiot. I hate He's not a good person, but uh, I want him to pitch well because I'm a Yankee fan. Uh, he looks like he's kind of shaking rust off. He looks pretty good now. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, who is a personal favorite of mine, looks pretty good. Uh, Kluber looked pretty good the last couple starts. Fucking Jamison Tyone needs to fucking figure it out. That guy is very clearly our fifth starter right now. Good lord, I don't know what he's doing on the mound. Yeah, um, but uh, I, I warned you episode one. <laughs> I warned you episode one that I, to me, Kluber and Tyone was an old school Metsy move. It's like, hey, just trust us; it'll work out great. This guy hasn't touched the mound in forty-seven years. <laughs> you know, like. But uh, listen, if it works out, if Kluber turns around and says, "Nah, screw you, Andrew," you know, yeah, no, uh, I know Kluber, what I'm doing. I'm good. Kluber's been a pretty, pretty decent the last couple outings. Um, I mean, he's not outstanding for on the season. Uh, ah, three, three, three oh six ERA. You know, he brought it down pretty well. Jordan Montgomery. Uh, I wish he was like a four, and then you know somebody else was a five. So if. Uh, even if we, so uh, you know what you were saying earlier about you know going after a pitcher at, at the at the deadline, yep. you don't even need to add like if you add a Scherzer, fuck yeah, right? Of course, everybody yeah. else just bumps down a spot, no problem. Whatever it is, what it is, Matt, fucking Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer at the top of the rotation, you're fucking you're ecstatic. There's no question about that. Yeah. But you don't even need to have one of those guys. If you have a guy like a, a a true number two or a true number three, and you're talking about a guy who's throwing like a three-ish ERA, a little bit over three, now all of a sudden you're talking about Cole, like with with the current numbers, right? Cole with like a one point three, Kluber with a three, whoever else with a three, whoever they bring in with a three, Jordan Montgomery with like a three and a half, and you you know if Domingo Herman continues to pitch the way he's pitched the last two outings, he brings it down to like so, like a three and a half, something like that. Suddenly you have a good rotation. The bullpen's never been the problem, and all, and you can win these games with low-scoring games. God, you start to fucking hit, and probably gonna win like forty-five in a oh, row. Listen, listen, listen. Cashman's tried this in the past. <laughs> it, it didn't work out for you. 
You guys tried going out with the non-big cheese type move and oh, getting. Dude, I'm telling. I'm telling you. I want. I mean, I'll sell the fucking farm for a guy like Scherzer. I don't give a fuck. No, no, I know. But listen, you have a Scherzer. That's for sure. That's definitely your target. But another thing is, your there's no such thing as a true two, because good teams don't move a true two because they're good and they're cruising. They shouldn't do that. A true two is a number one on a bad team. If that makes sense. A true two is a number one on a bad team. So John Means is a perfect example, right? They're a team that makes perfect sense when they say, well, you know what? We ain't doing nothing. John Means is clearly our ace. He'd be the second best pitcher on the Yankees. I'm not saying the Orioles would make a trade. I'm just using an example. He'd be the second best pitcher on the Yankees. The Yankees should, should do what they got to do to make, get a quote-unquote A John Means. That becomes your true two. You don't want to settle for the J.A. haps of the world that Cashman did in the past when you guys are right on the cusp of being a World Series team. I know why they did it. He had great numbers against Boston, and Boston was the team to beat in your division at the time. But it really didn't work out for you. And I think nope. anytime you're you're setting the bar low enough saying, we only need a three, we only need a four, or a mediocre two and stuff because we got – you're giving up assets for something that doesn't take you elite over the top. The only type of moves you should make at the deadline when you're a team like that is the – Hey, this is we're doing this, you know, not like the fallback option type thing. So, I hear what you're saying. Bottom line, we're pretty much agreeing. It's just I really feel like if they're going to target somebody, go target somebody <laughs> or don't do anything. Um, you know, this is so funny about the Mets is that last week we were like, I'm pretty sure it was last week when I asked you, or maybe the week before when I was like, hey, cash your trash about Chili Davis. Listen, here's a little bit of advice for you and your team if you want to kick it over to the Yankee clubhouse. If things start going south, fire somebody. It works. Yeah. Just get rid of your hitting coach. Bro, and how, it. how about we get fucking Davey Garcia back on the mound? Like, can I get... Uh, uh, I can't figure no, out. No, you're going to bring up... Um, we have Davey Garcia, but you have another young dude. Who's the other young guy that's coming up? Maybe it was Davey Garcia. Uh, I don't know, dude. We gotta get that guy some more starts. Fucking Jamison Ty owns five and a half ERA and cutting it. He's not he's not the future of the team anyway. Like give me give me a guy like Davey Garcia. Get, fucking throw him in there. We've been talking about Davey Garcia for a couple years. Uh he's got a dude, I well, he's got a four and a half ERA and Jamison Tyone has a five point four. So he's been better no, than Jamison Tyone. And, uh, you know, he's younger than James and Tyon. So what is, what's the fucking uh, – how much are we paying Tyon? It can't be that much where we'd be like, you know, uh, it's think... not, it's not you know, it's not the issue where, you know, we're paying the starting quarterback $67 million. We got to start him this season. You know, fuck it. If it's, if it's our number five, James Tyon, fucking throw in whoever. You know, if, if the guy works out, uh, then we got our guy for the future, you know? Look, I think it comes down to this. I think what we're talking about leads back to some good, positive stuff for the both of us. And might support my little claim before of, and, and you actually gave it cash too, of Mets running away with the NL East. And, and now might support or give you some sort of confidence that the Yankees getting real good. If we are rattling off the wins that we're rattling off, given the circumstances that we're in, what does it look like when we really get into groove? Dude. And both teams are fully healthy, or both teams are firing on the cylinders that we know they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. What does it look like then? Uh, other teams you should know? be terrified, dude. If the Yankee starters can regularly go six and give up two, the other team is probably going to score two runs in that game. 
So well, you're hitting, even you're hitting that when Lemayhu starts driving in the runs, he's always notoriously driving on. And Judge, if he starts oh, doing dude, two when, home runs I, before I, the fourth, yep, dude. I was gonna say when we start playing those games where we're up two nothing in the first because Lemayhu singled and Judge hit a home run right after. Like, good yeah. God, when we start when we start getting into those games, like a fucking. I, 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 you have to assume that in a, in a game like that, right? If we start off one of those games on the road, right? Where, all right, it's two nothing in the first. Lemayhu singled. Aaron Judge hit a home run, and then you get th- uh, you end up with three outs. You know your your two th- your three four five hitters get out, and then who steps on the mound? It's Garrett Cole. Oh shit, the game's already over. I don't even gonna watch the rest of the game. We got Garrett Cole pitching to a one point three. It's already two nothing in the first. This fucking game's probably over already. Like those kind, we're gonna start rattling off games like that where it's just like, ah shit, fucking Yankees pitchers are on point. We still, uh, Rollis Chapman's throwing that fucking change up. We don't know what the fuck's happening anymore. Uh, how do we win? And it's just the answer is you just don't. The Yankees just beat the shit out of you. Get fucked. I'm gonna give you a player. Just to give you a heads up of how the Mets are succeeding, given uh, some wacky or some mis- unfortunate circumstances. We signed James McCann. Yeah, I heard... Uh, They're on lineup every day. I heard a lot about him uh, getting caught and fuck that guy, basically. Is that what's Go going on? Go Take the five seconds. How <laughs> bad, how bad, how bad, how bad. Take the five seconds. Just go ahead and give a little... Boom, James McCann. Batting stats. Let's see what it's we It's that bad, huh? Yeah, it, it is that bad. I dude, I said I don't know why people were so ecstatic about James McCann. He had like no, one he good. Should be hitting like this? He had like one good season. Can he have a a bad have a bad season? Because what you're looking up right now, I don't know if you brought it up, is not bad. It's not mediocre. It's not man. He's struggling. It's hot garbo. James McCann batting yeah, sure. two hundred with a oh, wow. negative point four WAR. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got one looking? homer, seven RBIs. And how's that OPS looking? Uh, sub six? Uh, sub sub, <laughs> sub five. Ah! 496 <laughs> OPS. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> We yeah, that ain't good. Slugging percentages. We have whole slugging percentages higher than his OPS. Yeah, so, Pete Alonso's I, slugging 463. Uh, James yeah, McCann's okay. OPS is 496. Amazing. Uh, so uh, not we're rattling off wins with that in the lineup. So, yeah, dude, I think it turns around. It's really positive for both of us. Go New York. Go New York. Go. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. I'm down. Bro, let me tell you, I was watching, uh, I didn't hear, in, so at, my buddy is a uh, big Elijah Moore fan coming out of college, and oh. uh, he said, you know, just just, just to, to continue with the New York train we're running right now, mm-hmm. uh, he was looking at highlights of Zach Wilson as a completely unbiased, uh, unbiased source, he's a Patriots fan, so oh, okay, okay. definitely no Jets fan bias there. Uh, gotcha. He's a big Elijah Moore guy. He drafted Elijah Moore in our Dynasty League this year, just ahead of me, because, you know, he fucking hates me, and I hate him. Uh, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> he's he was talk, talking to me today, and he was like, you know, I was watching I was watching Elijah Moore highlights and Michael Carter highlights, and uh, you know, fucking Zach Wilson looks real good. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, you're, yeah. Let me let me get some that of that. Was, that was, let me get that was, let me let me get some Zach Wilson hype from a not Jets fan. I love just, that was the you know, validation. Me, ah, that was the validation you needed from the Patriots fan to tell you that 
Zach Wilson is going to be a stud. Fuck uh, yeah, bro. Give me that. Give me that. Look, I give was just me, thinking about it you. there. Yeah, oh, man. man. I forget it's what like, it was. I was thinking about it. He's going to come out hot. He's going to come out looking good in his first couple games. It's not going to be one of the – he doesn't seem like a sl- – I don't know. I just have the, the idea that – I just feel like it's the polar opposite of what Sam had, right? So Sam had that season at USC where he was unbelievable, right? They, they, they had that big Rose Bowl win, I think, over somebody. I don't even know. I don't care really. Uh, oh, it was at the Stanford game where he threw like some fucking nutty like it was like triple, quadruple, quintuple overtime. You're asking uh, the wrong hombre. I'm pretty sure there was some fucking nonsensical game where USC beat Stanford in a Rose Bowl on some bullshit, and that was like the the like okay, Sam Darnold has officially arrived. He's that dude. And then he came in the next season. Everybody was like, yeah, Sam Darnold's very clearly the best quarterback. And then he fumbled like 27 times or some fucking bullshit, and everybody was kind of like maybe not and then the jets took him and every like you know jets fans we were kind of hyping ourselves up we were like fuck yeah bro like look what sam Darnold did the year before and everybody was like yeah but he fumbled 19 times we were like yeah but look what he did the year before <laughs> we were like we were kind of like ignoring the, the last season he had in college and it feels like that. with zach wilson it's the exact opposite right like he like the year before he was you know eh. this year you know he got he progressed whereas sam in, in college his last season regressed uh, he, yeah. he very, he very clearly progressed, made, he made progression in his last season of college and he's coming into infinitely better team with an infinitely better coach than Sam yeah. ever had. So, yeah. I mean, the situation for him is way, way, way better. No questions asked. Uh, the situation's and- <laughs> better and, and you know what? And while I think there's pressure for Zach Wilson to be the guy. At the same time, he's coming in, coming off of complete failure the last three years. So it's like if he does anything, it's going to be looked at as like, oh, thank goodness, Zach Wilson. You know, like mm-hmm. like this guy can if he throws one touchdown, you guys are heading to the city to prepare for a parade. So it, I, I don't know if that helps because it's like he's looked as the savior. Well, that and his career it, can't possibly start any worse than Sam Darnold right. did. That, so that, so I mean, there you go. There, you know, Sam no Sam Darnold came into the league through one pass across the field and it was a pick six. So it's yeah, it is right. quite literally impossible for him to have a worse start to his career than Sam Darnold. Did. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, First play. Listen, it's good to be excited for that stuff. I'm just very excited for the Giants because I feel like they have a unit ready to go. <laughs> Um, and I think Daniel Jones will put a lot of haters to rest. I think Saquon Barkley will put a lot of haters to rest. Um, and uh, amongst the other players, they're on offense and defense. Uh, you know, Joe is included on the coach, you know, but hell yeah. listen, it, I can't, I'm like all over the place and I'm all over the place in good ways. I'm excited about my baseball team. I'm excited about my basketball team. And I'm excited about my football team. I don't know the last time I could say that, honestly, all three in a row like that. So yeah. That's fun, dude. That is fun, and I hope everyone listening is feeling the same. Unless you're not a fan of my team. Uh, I mean, you. Uh, so, uh, I don't know if you've paid any attention. You want to try and wrap it up with a little, a little schedule breakdown? Have you looked at the Giants' schedule at all? Schedules, obviously, from the NFL were released. I'm not gonna go. Actually, yeah, I could probably do it really quick. Um, so I've, so I've, got- I have, I think I don't know if you saw. I'm pretty sure I tweeted it. I don't know anymore. I don't know what to tweet half the time. Right, so uh, pretty sure I tweeted it. Um, uh, looked at the Jets schedule. I've already I've already gone through uh, a bunch of the schedule, and you know, given my my personal opinion on them, so uh, I could do a Jets breakdown real quick. I think um, through seven weeks, 
it looks like the Jets could. It's entirely possible they start six and one. That being said, this is this is what I tweeted. It's entirely possible the Jets start six and one. So that being said, I have them pegged for two and five. Gotcha. So it's it's. Um, uh, I don't know if you've looked at the Giants' schedule at all. Uh, the Jets' schedule is. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty easy at the beginning of the season. They're gonna get fucked at the end of the season. It's gonna be really rough. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'll give I'll give my Jets rundown. Uh, Carolina at Carolina, uh, winnable game. Um, I'll give it to them. You give it to the Jets. I'll give it to the Jets. Ooh, Sam Donald revenge game. Sam Donald revenge game. Uh, <laughs> I'll give it to the Jets. Um, versus New England. Uh, that's the Jets at home. So I'll give that one to the Jets. Jets always split the Patriots series. So I'll give that to the Jets as well. At Denver, uh, that one's going to be rough. That's probably a loss. Tennessee, that's a loss. Atlanta in London. Fucking stupid. Anything can happen there. So fucking stupid. Uh, I I think Atlanta is just fucking dumb. So that's that's another. So I'll I'll give what I think about the game potentially. And then my personal, so Carolina winnable game. I think I think the Jets win that one. Like I said, I think they they win the New England game as well. I think they lose to Denver. Tennessee's gonna fucking beat them by like sixty. Derrick Henry will you know break the rushing record. Uh, Atlanta, that game's in London. Who the fuck knows? Um, winnable game. I think uh, the Jets probably lose by at New England. Jets probably lose that as well. So at that point, two and four, but like. You know, a couple of really close games in there. Versus Cincinnati, that's going to be a real fun one. That's Zach Wilson versus uh, bionic leg Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow 2.0. The Revenge, the Terminator, he's back. Uh, Jets probably win that at home. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Carl Lawson revenge game. He's going to make sure Joe Burrow doesn't play any more games after that. (laughs) That's going to be rough. Uh this is where the schedule takes a really rough turn. So, like, Jets, at this point, I will probably be about 3-4, and 3-7, uh, with a bunch of, you know, really close games in there and those losses. Uh, at Indianapolis, loss. Bu- versus Home versus Buffalo, loss. Home versus Miami, loss. At Houston, they probably win this because God knows what's going on with Houston. We don't know what the hell's going on there. So, that's, uh, f- I think, 4-7. and seven. Uh, Versus Philadelphia, since they're at home, I'm gonna give that to the Jets. That's five and seven. Uh, versus New Orleans, God knows what's going on with that team. I'm gonna go ahead and give New Orleans the the nod on that one. But I mean, if they look really bad because of the lack of Drew Brees, could be a winnable game for the Jets. So five and eight at Miami, loss. Five and nine, Jacksonville. I think the Jets can win this game. It's at home. I think the Jets win this game. So six and nine versus Tampa. We ain't fucking winning. <laughs> six and ten at the Bills to finish off the season. Six and it'll give me six and eleven for the Jets. Six and eleven. Six and eleven. Uh, I think it's entirely possible. There's no way you start off six and one um, ever in our lifetime. No joke, it won't happen in the first seven weeks in our lifetime for the Jets. Um, but yeah, six and eleven is totally possible. Uh, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's what that's why I tweeted, bro. Those first those first seven games is entirely possible that we win six of those. But I know we fucking won't. So I'm gonna make this a little less excruciating. I'm gonna give you the uh, who we beat, who we don't. Um, through no deciding how the games fall out, we're gonna split all division series. 
So he was three and three out of the bat. Um, although I believe that we sweep um, one of the Washington or Eagles. <coughs> Actually, no. Give me a sweep. Give me a sweep out of the room. So we go uh, four and two in the division. So four and two in the division. We beat that's the sweep, Falcons. That's sweeping the Eagles? That's sweeping the Eagles or sweeping the Skins. Yeah, fuck the Eagles. I don't think you yeah. have to sweep the Skins. skins we swept them the last two years in a row. Skins defense is pretty rough. But yeah. um, So, but okay, four and two in the division. We beat the Saints. They don't have a quarterback, in my opinion. We beat the Broncos. We lose to the Dolphins. We beat the Chargers. We beat the Bears. We beat the Raiders. We lose to the Chiefs. Lose to the Bucks. Uh, lose to the Rams. And beat the Panthers. It'll give us a 10-7 and record. Thank you for the playoffs. That sounds Bing. about right. But, uh, ten and seven. Welcome to the playoffs. Uh, ten and six. Miami missed the playoffs. So let's uh, let's tone that down a little bit, bud. I'm saying that they might win our division. Cowboys uh, defense <laughs> is bad. I know it's bad. You're, yeah, not, you're yeah. not wrong. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, ske- schedule schedules released for the NFL. There's our predictions. Jets go six and eleven. Zach Wilson looks good. Next season they go eleven and six and win the Super Bowl. There you go. Of course. It's easy. Jets Giants. 2022-23 season. That's a free trip to the Super Bowl for us. Yeah. Um Um, next week I hope we're continuing the train of glory for our teams. And should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah. See ya.